OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks, Mr. P. Features. Hello, Internet. And then there's Mauer. Beep you. Um, you okay? Oh, let's try it again. Just and then there's Mauer. Beep you. That's better. That hurt. It's weird that like if you don't insult me in the beginning, I feel off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to what that means about you. You know what? Psychologically, I'm sure there's plenty of things <laughs> that that points out. But okay, let's move on and still we harp on that any longer. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's what we talk about the news. The new news. Man, so nasally. I thought we got around that. The new news. Uh, Go a little s- deeper. Split the difference. The new news. You sounded like you said nude again. Nude news. <laughs> All right. This show's gone off and started a great Where's place. baby Huey and his battlewang? This is doing great. We're doing a, we're doing wonderful things over here. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Do we? Yes. For example, uh Superman joined the Navy. And That's weird. Jessica Jones has officially ended the Netflix experiment. And the Justice League Dark that was supposed to be that never started. Wow. Again. Again, it's not even the first time. All right, but we'll get into that a little bit. Let's start with comics like we normally do, and I feel like we have to start with the Batman who laughs. No, (laughs) the Batman who laughs. That was was weird. Like it's not. It's still weird. I feel like if the Batman laughed like that, he wouldn't be as intimidating. Yeah, you'd be like, hmm. It's a good thing that it just says ha ha ha, and we don't actually hear the laugh that goes with it. Because it takes the actors forever to figure out that laugh. <laughs> and I'm sure a couple of them have been tr- like bad. Joaquin, just get down a little bit. All right. But let's uh, the reason why I want to start with the Batman who laughs is first off, the uh, the solo series has been great. It's been a really trippy book that essentially has Batman becoming the Batman who laughs. So for anybody unaware, the Batman who laughs is uh, comes from the Dark Knight's Metal, uh, which was a great book that shows a version of the Batman from an alternate universe where he's merged with the Joker. So this is what would happen if Batman was as crazy as the Joker. And he is one of the most brutal Batman villains to have shown up in a long time so one batman book we've got him turning into the joker the other one he turned into a zombie yeah yeah and deceased yeah not a good you know couple months for batman no uh well it's weird because the batman who laughs book he 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 forced himself to become the batman who laughs because it's the only way he can think like him so there's no way that he could ever outsmart batman who laughs because his he just can't physically think that way so it's it's interesting watching him go down this dark path and then the last i think it was the last issue or the last two issues where the batman who last essentially looks at him and goes he's like you're doing it like in my world i killed the bat family and it 
I, I snapped and then I killed them. And he goes, you're right there. He's, it's, it's like, um, it's like the killing joke. Like yeah. he, he just, it was something like a tea, like a cup of tea. Like the way he put the glass down was all it took for him to snap. And then when the Bat family showed up, he murdered everybody. So he's like, you, you don't even realize how close you are to being me. He's like, um, you're one bad day away. But what's cool about this, and the reason why we're talking about the Batman who laughs, is they're about to m- switch his story over to the Superman, the Batman Superman story that we're used to having. Right? There's always the Superman Batman team up book that we always get. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to take place in Gotham with the main villain being the Batman who laughs. But what he's doing, his master plan, which we still haven't figured out in the Batman who laughs run, uh, is to create sleeper cell agents within the Justice League. So his goal is to take the same kind of toxin that creates the Batman who laughs and unknowingly give it to Justice League members so they don't realize that they're like these sleeper cell agents. They're more diabolical than, than Lex Luthor ever planned. Oh, I mean, Batman who laughs is incredible. Like, Mal, are you going to get one of the statues? I feel like... like I, yeah, I think I already ordered it. I have one. Like what, the black and white yeah, ones? Yeah, I got the have? black and white. I was like, wait, I think, yeah, it's somewhere. So we got the cover of the second issue for this Batman Superman run, and it shows the first evil sleeper cell. Woo! And Which, man, what a start. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go for anybody to help bolster your lineup against the Justice League, having this character be on your side. Shazam. What? Shazam. What? Shazam. And here's the thing. For anybody who read Dark Knight's Metal and we got the like the bastard versions of all of the Justice League members that were Batman, essentially, mm-hmm. right? The one person we all kept saying, where is he, is Shazam, right? We all remember we all thought Barbados for a while was like the Batman Shazam, right? Turns out he wasn't. He was that weird dragon thing at the end. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but <laughs> he's a dragon. Uh, but we all wanted to see that evil Shazam. And, and I know fe- I'm going to I'm going to beat features to the punch. Yes. We know there's a blackout, Adam, but I want like okay. Joker Shazam. I want Joker Billy Batson. I want, I want. And Black Adam is not evil Shazam. No, he's, he's still at the end of the day, really still cares about his people. He's an anti-hero to some degree. He's the Punisher mm. with magic. Mm. He's still a good guy. Uh, yeah, it's a, it was a stretch. Not really. You're not quite an Earth 2 there because like I kind of get it, but that was a stretch. But I wouldn't say he's not a Lex Luthor. He's not a. A straight up villain. He's not no. an evil character. No, no. To me, to me, like if you take the 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 drive for ultimate power away from Doom, him and Black Adam are not that far off. Right. They still very much love their people. What's up? I'll say him and Magneto. Yeah, you know what? That's a better one. Him and Magneto. That's a better one. Like a watered down, not quite as but crazy Joker Shazam up against Superman because Shazam can wreck Superman. So look at Mister Mind infecting Shazam in Kingdom Come. Right. So I mean. I don't want to harp on this for too long because we got a lot of other things to talk about, but I'm pretty stoked for that book. Yeah, because Shazam can wreck Superman because he's magic. <laughs> Why did you sing that? I don't well, know. It's not like it matters because somehow Superman can overcome magic too. It's well, yeah, you know, how he's gonna, you know how he's going to overcome magic? Batman. That's how he's going to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know how he's going to overcome it? He's going to have some new training. From Batman? Nope. From the Navy. You you just want to go right into that. That's the only story that you want to talk about. So we're going to skip ahead uh, in our news here, even though that was the last thing we were supposed to talk well, it's about. It's out of order. We're supposed to do You're DC out of first. Order. This whole place is out of order. Uh, all right. So let's talk about. Uh, you can do a better Jack than that. I can. Can't you? I don't think I can. I'll practice. All right. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Um, You 
are my number, number one. one. Uh, that wasn't even Jack, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the uh, the new Frank Miller book. So first off, it's a Frank Miller book, so it's going to do well. But it's this is a brand new ta- uh, telling of Superman's origin. Yes. Right? That's what this book is. So this is a new Batman year one, or new Superman year one. It's uh, going to be on the, the black label imprint, so it's going to be a an adult book. Uh, but it, instead of Clark being normal Clark and being kind of dopey, right, tripping not, over his own feet, he's not that Clark anymore. Instead, he's going to join the military. Specifically, he's going to be a Navy SEAL. So this has Superman starting off as a low-ranking Navy SEAL member, and it's going to be three different books, or three different volumes, all at 64 pages of pop, which has kind of been pretty standard for the um, black, black label. label. Um, but this is also not new for them as well, seeing how we've got that Harley Quinn book coming out that's also a new take on her origin story. So this might be a trend that we're starting to see. Well, this makes sense if you look at, you take all the lore away from Superman as a beginnings. He is super strong, wants to help people, has a huge patriotic side. Where would that fit when you hit your teen years? The military. And I'm sure, you know, Mom Paul Kent would be okay with that because that would let him do what he wants and save people while still protecting his secret. But is he still going to have like the morals that my pod can't set up? Well, we'll see. I mean, I think that's the story. Um, the, the way I see it though, is at first I don't really, I'm not too into it. I mean, for certain characters and especially iconic characters, such as Superman, it's a hard thing to change, but it, it makes you think of red sun. And it also makes you think of the one, I forget the name of the book where he lands in Nazi Germany. Right. Right. So both of those and are, also, uh, Multiversity thing. It's but they're both stories where he lands in another regime who then takes them under the wing of the government, right? We haven't had one in the States. Like that's that hasn't been a thing where him and the government are really connected. I mean, they did kind of in, in Dark Knight's uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Right. Uh but, but that was more manipulative. Right. It, it wasn't like the books we got in the forties and fifties where Superman was out there, you know, with the army and it was truth justice in the American way. You know, this almost takes that back to its core of what the character started off as. I just feel like they're just going to turn him into a jarhead. Well, and maybe they do, but there's also a good chance that the reason they're doing this is a, a very popular comic readership is the military. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being a jarhead. Like. I mean, that's. I, I can see this as a way to bring comics back to the military, which they haven't been at least they haven't felt like they've been a part of for a while. And it's always been a thing, especially in the, you know, forties, fifties, so on and so forth. It it was a big part of nationalism. Yep. And making it okay. You know, there's, there's people like, oh, the military is bad. The military is bad. You know, this will help bring people together again with a lot of things. So, or they could go the complete other way and he could go his American terrorist side and then be crazy and not get work again. (laughs) Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Yeah. Yeah, that could be, that could be, that's a Frank Miller thing to do. Um, He's had one bad story out of how many? I'm going to say this is going to be good. Yeah, more than likely. More than likely. And it makes sense, especially when you think about other Superman stories. I just, I don't know. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Clark. Let's stick with DC. Uh, We talked Batman, then we talked Superman. Let's go back to Batman and throw something back to our childhood. What's that? The first, I think it was the first animated feature film for DC. That hit uh, theaters? Um, I think okay. uh, that hit theaters. I think so, yeah. Um, all right. So just a little bit of history before we go into this. If anybody is unaware of Tom King, 
Uh, I've talked about Tom King many times on this show, but he's a phenomenal writer that started at Marvel. Did Man the, Crush Menti over did there. The, uh, did Vision, and it was great. It was outstanding. He moved on to Batman. It was great. It was outstanding. People got mad at him. Uh, Death threats. Recently, specifically for Heroes in Crisis because of what happened with Wally, as well as how he's been treating Robin, uh, Nightwing, and 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 uh, Batman in Wah. the regular Batman uh, run so he got kicked off the book never got a chance to finish it but they did give him a new book which is where this comes into play so he has uh the uh batman catwoman series coming out now and it seems like he was the one who was going to have batman and catwoman get married so i feel like this is a continuation of the story he's been telling uh but it's kind of cool to bring in this character well with this character and we're talking about the mask of the phantasm mm-hmm. um and the character that who was the original uh, Andrea Bordeaux, I think her name was Beaumont. Beaumont, whatever. It's a B name. Uh, was his first <laughs> love? <laughs> his first love and his first fiance, and they kind of went separate ways. Her father was killed, and he went full force into being Batman because she left him. Yep. So when we come back, <laughs> little little mic drop features over here. Just when I'm we just come back, sprinkle to, some in to him getting. Then I'm the possibility keep, of I'm just ma- going to keep interrupting yep. Mauer just to see how it goes. The possibility of him getting married again Maybe is a good way <laughs> to bring this character into the DC universe yeah, officially. I wasn't listening. Can you repeat again. what you just said? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not getting married again. Well, the, they had a wedding planned. They did. Know? And then she left him at the altar. Yeah, so that's tying everything together. And this will be the first time this character has been in the main continuity. Uh, originally it was based off of the Batman year two, mm-hmm. uh, the Reaper character, but they didn't want to bring that character into the animated series. Cause there's a little bit too much weight behind that character, especially being re- uh, related to Joe chill and Joe chill jr. Yeah. So they created this character, which was a badass when you saw it. I know, I know you're going to give me a face when I say this, but just because you threw out a name that some people might not know who's Joe chill. Joe Chill was the head of the mob in the Batman mythos, responsible for the Wayne family deaths. There you go. That's all you got to say. Uh, but I think this is a good time to bring this character in. One, it's a character that a lot of people really, really liked. It's a cool-looking character. It's got an interesting backstory, and it might add something to that love triangle of Batman, Catwoman, and if you add this, another villain that he has a history with, too, if it's still... We're going to find out who it is. We don't. All we know is the cover that was released just shows the face. We know it's a female. Yep. We know they got the same tagline. Your yep. angel of death awaits. And we know it's debuting. And there we go. Moving on. Now, one thing I do want to talk about, uh, are we good on DC? That's we're good on done DC. DC. So let's talk about Marvel. So the first thing I want to talk about is, because we're going to be talking about it probably for the next year, uh, is uh, House of X and Power of Ten. That is the Jonathan Hickman book that's happening uh, soon. It's... Uh, something that I'm wildly excited for more because of Jonathan Hickman, less about the X-Men where Feech is, are you the reverse? Um, I'm interested. Are you interested because of Hickman or because it's X-Men? Because it's X-Men. <laughs> and it's, it's, it seems like they're trying to, they're, they're trying to put a very different and new direction for the X-Men and try to bring things back. And there's going to be uh, some new surprises to it. So I'm definitely interested because of that. Well, John Apocalypse is coming back. Hickman's writing is just so well thought out 
that things seem like they don't make sense, but once you get the payoff, it's phenomenal. And he's one of my favorite parts about Hickman writing is that it's one continual story. And in the Marvel released these two videos that are just talking or one video, really just talking about uh, Jonathan Hickman's involvement on these books. And he almost pretty much kind of confirmed that this is going to be a continuation of all of the books that he's done prior. Mm -hmm. So this will just pick up where the rest of them left off. So this is going to connect to the Fantastic Four run. This is going to connect to the Avengers run. This is going to connect to uh, Secret Wars. This, I mean, this is, this is going to connect to all of the Hickman books that we've seen going forward. So after last week, I went back. I reread the main story of that Fantastic Four. Still didn't. I'm still not a huge fan of it, but it did find a Hickman story I liked. And that was The Secret Warriors. So it's one of my favorite books. It's, we were, thought we were going to get it in, uh, what's it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. So I have more hope for it because that was a granted story. And I think out of all of Hickman's writings, that was his most... You didn't like Secret Wars? Secret Warriors. No, Secret Wars. Secret uh, Wars. I thought that was so clever. It was really, really cool, but it, that was cool because it was a big event. It was, if that was to carry on, I wouldn't keep reading it. That was good for a small thing. Secret Warriors, however, that book could have kept going forever, and I would have loved it. Did you like the Avengers run with the incursions and like Cap trying to use the the Infinity Stones and then breaking them, wiping his mind with the Illuminati and, and no because and the Beyonders and again when it got to that like the Infinity stuff as unpopular opinion that is right now I was never really a fan. Well, it wasn't really about the stones; it was more about the the universes colliding, which led to Secret Wars. Yep, and that that was too big for me. That can't. That storyline can't maintain itself for a really long, long time. I like stories where they could just keep going. Well, they do. That's the thing I'm trying to say is, is that you just have to switch to a, the next Jonathan Hickman book. My point is, is that everything that you're talking about is one continual story. They're just different segments under different titles. So if you read them in order, they continue as one story. But they're very, very big. Yes. Where when he did Secret Warriors, that was almost like a ground level like my favorite characters are all that that ground level. He's the he's the guy that you bring in if you want to shake things up. Yep. Or Michael Brian Michael Bendis. Well, they don't have him. <laughs> what they do have is is Hickman, who <laughs> is uh, is arguably a better writer. Arguably, he doesn't he doesn't give himself the same kind of outs. Brian Michael Bendis, when you read his books, you already know when a character's introduced that is not going to be an important character past that point. That that's his out. <laughs> He's going to use that character as a way to leave the story. He, so he's going to put everybody into really crazy scenarios, and then, boom, he's going, to, he's going to cherry pick the thing that he introduced in the beginning, which is going to be his exit. Ex machina. He does it. He, it's, it's his thing. He's really good at introducing characters, and he's a really great storyteller, but he does have a thing, and that is Ex have his little machina. Easter egg in the beginning that is going to be his, his lock and key that allows him out of the story at the end. It's, it's, a, it's a formulaic approach. Where Hickman does to a degree, because you know it, none of it makes sense in the beginning, but they Until will all tie ah, And then he'll lift the curtain and he's he'll go, M. Knight. it all makes sense. So, I mean, they, I guess every writer has their thing. Well, and they worked. So what was funny is those two worked together on Secret Warriors. So they were co-writers for that story. I will put the video in the show post. So definitely check that out. It is worth watching. It is interesting to hear Jason Aaron's. Um, it's I mean, it was, honestly all they went seven different big Marvel writers at the time that they had bring in that video. Yeah. Anyway, all of them talking about they were very concerned with Jonathan Hickman's his pitch for the story. And then I'm going to assume he told them what the reveal is. And then they all got excited. Well, so. And it was <laughs> funny how they're gold. They were told you're allowed to do this. You can play with this. You can come up with something here. but. Summer 2019, yeah, you're done. 
like Hickman's taking over. It, Sorry. It's what he's doing and that's it. Yep. We're moving. We're, we're keeping that. And I, and something that features pointed out that I didn't realize is you're probably right. Professor X in the helmet. I didn't realize that was Professor X. So this picture we've been putting on our show post for a while, that's probably Professor X walking around, leading the team, actually being a part of the team, wearing a, a Cerebro helmet. Which looks cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of dig that. Like, when was the last time? I mean, they, they even talked about that in Dark Phoenix. When was the last time that Professor X got his hands dirty? When now, that, was the last time he was out in the field? <laughs> last time he died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say when he went, and that was too far back. But He's out in the field all the time, mentally. Well, yeah. You know. He can still get hurt that way, can he? The astral, Isn't that still a thing with him? They hurt his feelings. In the astral plane field. All right. And, and then the Phoenix blew him up. Yeah. So let's move on to TV. Cool. I think Swamp Thing is the first thing we got to talk about. First off, Swamp Thing, episode three. My God, man. It's, it's, it, every episode makes me just so sad that it's over. This show gets better and better with every episode. Dude, that, I, don't, I don't even want to spoil it, but I really want to talk well, about let's spoil it. About, let, spoiler alert. The show's going to be over, so we got to talk about it now because we're not going to have another chance. The rot was introduced. Ugh. We talked about that in our breakdown for Swamp Thing, but so that was what? Which color was that? Was that red. black? Black. I think black was the rot. Oh, red was the animals. Red, yeah, red was animals. Red, um, but the, the black was the rot, and the rot is decay, and the visuals that they gave the for the bug rot. The Bugman. Oh. And here's and what you I, felt so bad for him at one point, too. Yeah. You're like, it was he, so well done. Here's what I loved about it is they showed that the green Swamp Thing was the overarching like power of everything because when he turns and then he's attacking uh the rot is attacking why can't i think of her name abby 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 arcane and he basically just pummels him and says let him go and then the rot just lets this body go and goes away like you saw the power of swamp thing right there and what i love about that scene is swamp thing doesn't know who he is or what he can do yet it's all just kind of a whim like he's just doing things like he even says he looked over at abby and said what am i so he doesn't know what's going on. And yet. you see his, there's a scene where he's in, I guess, the green world where he sees this guy that he killed in episode two. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting and they're talking on that plane. And then his consciousness goes into Swamp Thing. Hmm. So like they were fighting for power there and showing that he is just a part of this elemental's journey. Amazing. Yeah. However... What would have been even cooler is their plans of a story arc that got us to Justice League Dark. Yeah, it's supposed to be three seasons ending at Justice League Dark. And if you're not aware of what Justice League Dark is, there's an awesome animated movie I do recommend you watch. It's, just, it's pretty good, minus Batman. And Batman's great, but he's not really a part of Justice League Dark. It's just he's in the movie because he sells tickets. So um, <laughs> it, it's... It's something that I really wish the movie would have come out. It's something that I would have loved. I'm not a big magic person, but it's a very supernatural magic version of the Justice League. So usually you have Constantine, Zatanna, you have Etrigan, the demon, you have uh, Swamp Thing. I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? I'm missing someone. Uh, A dead dead man. man. Dead man. And by the way, if you don't know who those people are, you're missing out. And we've talked about them a lot on this show. Dead man is the coolest. (laughs) Minty's Batman. Here's what I am going to say. Seeing how well they are portraying Swamp Thing in a way that takes almost every iteration of him and combining it into one amalgamation, their version of uh, Etrigan the Demon would have been amazing. Uh, their version of Blue Devil, 
you know, you know, in this show where they're building to who the Blue Devil is is really cool. I would love to see the Blue Devil in his own show. Do you guys know Blue Devil? Um, the guy from 90210 is playing him in this. He was basically a stuntman in movies, and he built an exosuit called the Blue Devil for a specific movie. A demon ends up showing up thinking he's a real demon and tries to punish him and send him back to hell. Well, since he wasn't a demon, it bonded him to the suit and he became the Blue Devil and a, a superhero. So when Abby goes to get help in this, she runs into this guy who's kind of like a washed up actor. And the fortune teller is telling him he's got to stay here for a reason. That's who that is? So that's the Blue Devil. Gotcha. You see the poster in the background. Interesting. That's what he tries to sign for. He's like, I'll sign a poster for you. It was him in the Blue Devil costume for the Blue Devil movie. By the way, Etrigan is the, the, the demon Etrigan is the guy, the, the guy who rhymes blood, blood, something, bloodstorm, bloodhaven, blood, yeah. blood something. What was the dude's name? It's blood something. Blood. Doesn't matter. Gone, gone, the former man, rise the demon Etrigan. He's the dude who rhymes all the time with the but, big sword. He's but awesome. if you look at, we would have had blue devil, Etrigan, Constantine, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, Abby Arcane. And how dark it is? Dude, Ugh. like it, it is, you know what it was kind of like? It was kind of in, in, in a good way. So keep in mind that I'm saying this in a good way. But when uh, when uh, Jason was Jason versus Freddy, like that final fight between Jason versus yes. Freddy, right? That movie's terrible, but that fight was awesome. And that's what it felt like with Swamp Thing fighting the rot. It was like these two horror movie giants going at it, like these juggernauts. And you're like, I'm scared of both of you. Right. Like you're watching this going, this is really dark. <laughs> All right, we, we, we got to move on. Um, Tick was canceled, not coming back. Yeah, the, the uh, writers were trying to find a new show or new network for it. And nobody will take it. So. Does anybody even like watch it? I watched a couple episodes. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it for what I saw. I didn't finish it. You like everything, though. That's true. Uh, the Pennyworth trailer. If this wasn't Alfred Pennyworth, this looks like it'd be a great show. It kind of still looks like a great show. I just don't care. I, I wouldn't watch it. It doesn't? If it wasn't. Really? Alfred. Yeah. It looked like it was like... James Bond, uh, Jason Bourne type. Uh, what's the it, manners maketh the men? Oh, Kingsman. Kingsman, like it had. Oh, no, yeah, nah, not the same flair. Doesn't seem as fun as Kingsman at all. Yeah. It to me, it feels like Agent Carter uh, meets Gotham. That's what it feels like. It look cool. It does. It doesn't look bad at all. Production quality look good. It's Acting. on Epic. Like that's weird. Epics. What? Yeah, the EPIX. Oh. App. Pay channel. Yeah, nobody's going to watch that. We'll see. It depends. depends on the reviews of it. We'll see how it goes. Like, I'll put it this way. When we get to a point where like companies let us watch stuff for free, then yeah, sure. I'll watch your, your Epic's show. <laughs> but for right now, I got to pay for it. So we'll see how the reviews are. Um, Lobo. Or Baby Huey pays for it. One yeah. or the other. <laughs> Lobo debuted in Krypton, which I'm going to be watching tonight. But before this new season of Krypton even started... They announced that Lobo is getting his own show. Now, here's what's cool with Krypton. It's in its own timeline now. It can do whatever it wants. They've now altered it so much that they've gone on their own multiverse timeline. So everything is fair game. So they can bring Superman in at any point and go forward there. They've also altered that. It doesn't look like they said that they're going to have Krypton blow up. So at least well, not right away. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Jessica Jones. Kaboom. Let's let's get into just for just a little bit because it, it hasn't been out long enough for us to truly have binged it yet. So I'm uh four I'm three and a half episodes in, right? Did anyone even know? That was the craziest part. I got the notification yesterday. So Netflix does have a new algorithm where they suggest everybody's homepage is different. Sure. 
but my homepage is pretty much just the Marvel Daredevil Netflix shows. Really? So the fact that I didn't get any kind of notification. Like, did you get this, an email and a notification for it? Nothing. So I got an email Sunday, which was yesterday, and I got the notification Saturday night that it was on. I Due got to the things that I watch on Netflix, I should have got a notification. It never happened. Mm-mm. And not only that, I had to hunt it down. Like I had to search Jessica Jones. It didn't show up. Oh, really? On, it's yeah. on my homepage now. Nope. Now, now that I've watched all those episodes, it's popping up, but I had to hunt it down for it to even, like it said, new episodes and everything, but it didn't show up anywhere. That's weird. And they maybe they just didn't want like another Luke Cage where like it went down. Remember when Luke Cage season two came out, Netflix went down. So maybe they were just trying to like sparse it, you know, like parcel it out to, to their viewership. Just like maybe. How was it? I, I dig it so far. It's you could definitely tell it's it's getting Hellcat heavy. I mean, they're definitely Hellcat for anybody where Trish is her sister and that's who she becomes in the comics. We even I mean, I'm not going to say that. Um, watch the show. There's definitely Easter eggs in there for Hellcat. It's so far much better than season uh, two. two. Much, 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 much better. Well, than Jessica Jones, two. as you know, has been my favorite Netflix show. So am I going to In the be second happy? episode, Kristen Ritter actually directed and it was great. It was a Trish only episode and I loved it. it was nice. Good. Um, sticking with Netflix, just have to throw this out there. Lucifer, two months in a row, was the most binge show on all of any streaming service. For good reason. And last month, it beat uh game of thrones consistently so whenever everything was leading up to the game of thrones season finale lucifer was consistently beating it for streams wow so they're gonna go out on top and i think that's cool for a comic show to get as popular as it is right now have one more season while they're on top and say we're done all right let's uh let's move into movie news there's not really much to talk about i think the big news is the joker will officially be rated r i don't think anybody's shocked by that but it's official that it, that movie will be rated R. You see the image that the director released of yeah. him painting his face? Looks so good. I haven't been as excited for a film like this since Batman Begins was announced. Oh! 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 Oh, oh my. Uh, I, this isn't movie news, but oh. uh, the Disneyland getting finally getting a Marvel section, like a multi-million dollar area in Disneyland. Will you know be what's cool about this? Marvel. The wall is... Uh, in under construction, Stark Industries. Oh, does that what it says? Yeah. That's awesome. So, like, they even like the detail that Disney puts into these little details is awesome. The details they put in the details. Yeah, it's been a long day. It's all <laughs> in the de- details. But like, yeah, the wall. It looks like a construction of Stark Enterprises or whatever they're calling it across everything. And the one person, like, what are they called? Funimators or whatever the group of people that create the rides and all the stuff for the park so there's easter eggs throughout everything that you can look for while they're building it that's always fun i mean epcot alone is more fun to just walk around epcot than do any of the rides like epcot's a lot of fun but just some of the cool details that you'll find i don't know i missed all of them because maybe huey made me run everywhere well like in morocco if you're there at a certain time you can see aladdin fly across over the top of the buildings on a magic carpet oh really yeah there's so many cool there's a great app you can download that actually tells you all the little tricks like there's the game that uh what's kim possible right i've never watched kim possible but there's a cool game that you can get where there's a they give you this thing that's supposed to help you find secrets and when you go to the restaurant in mexico i believe in one you're sitting in the restaurant if you point it at like a certain area uh it all of a sudden the whole ceiling starts to go off like an like a fight happening on the ceiling oh really it's based on the person who ate dinner there 
Oh, wow. Like, there's just cool little tiny things like that that they throw in. But well, I'm excited is, for that. This is Disneyland or Disney World? This will be Disneyland because of something about Disney World. They can't do it, anything there yet. I forget what it is, but I, they can open and land, but they can't do world yet. Probably because Universal still has some rights and it can't be within a certain number of miles of... Probably. Some still within Florida. Because I know that they're, the Dubai one, there was going to be a whole Marvel Island area. Well, not Marvel Island. That's Universal. But uh, there was a whole, like, the City of Heroes. There was the Fantastic Four world. Like, they had that whole... Uh, like, Spider-Man had an elevator-esque ride. Or if you went into the sewer, it was a Daredevil ride. Yeah, there, there's cool things going on. Uh, this should be cool. The only thing is the first reviews of the Star Wars world are coming back, whatever the, and people are really upset with the time because they're not getting enough time to see everything. So that four hour cap they're putting on where Disney said it should be enough. People are saying they're waiting. There's long lines. and Yeah, it, I hear everything people have seen is outstanding, but, but it's just there's too many people. Um, and you're not even allowed to wear your Jedi robes there. So Disney has a strict no costume policy. They sell the really high-end robes in the world, but since they have a no costume policy, unless you're 10 or under, you cannot wear them. <laughs> so it's the complete opposite of like Harry Potter world where they want you wearing the costume. Interesting. I wonder why. Because they, they're all about the experience, and God forbid a little kid goes up to like me in a Jedi robe and I'm a dick. They don't want... They don't want the. You, I don't like the way you worded that at all. I don't. I, the, nope. But nope. they they don't want them to go. That Jedi told me to go beep off, mommy. Like they're afraid of that experience thing. So they don't want any confusion between the cast members and people attending. So you're not allowed to wear a costume or Mauer in a robe. Yeah. But like, why would you sell? And they're like five hundred dollars for the robes. Like, I'm really only going to wear that if I'm at a Star Wars world when there's all these little kids running around. So that's the other thing. There hasn't been as many kids as they thought in Star Wars. Right, because it's a, it's a cultural thing. Star Wars, I remember seeing uh, the, uh, what was the J.J. The, uh, Abrams one? I can't think of the name of it. Force Awakens. So the Force Awakens, it was my dad, myself, and my little brothers, which is three different generations of people all excited to go see a Star Wars movie. Like, it is not a kid's thing. It is a world thing. So, and there were parents complaining about that, is there was too many adults and they were all taller than the kids, so they couldn't do anything. So we'll see. Hopefully Marvel gets it better. Yes. Well, I, don't, I don't think they got it wrong. I just I think the people who created the world did everything that they could to create an engaging experience. It's just everybody wants to see it. It's like when Pandora opened for in the Animal Kingdom. You, it took forever, and you weren't allowed to be there for very long. Right? I have but no idea what that is. But. That's um, uh, Avatar. Okay, the blue Avatar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when that opened up, it was way too popular and they couldn't keep up with demand. So people were all upset. But the actual area is awesome. It's just we got to wait for the demand to die down. Once the demand dies down. <laughs> yeah, the demand on Star Wars, uh, that should die down soon. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you remember Star Tours, <laughs> but Star Tours wasn't the, the go-to experience at, at Disney. It wasn't like that was the thing you went to go do. We'll see with this. I wouldn't be in the Millennium Falcon. Did you see Nathan Villian's video? No. He sat down in the cockpit of Millennium Falcon. He's like, I've waited years for this. <laughs> so, all right. Well, on that note, hey, Menti, do that thing. 
You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside uh, or just WelcomeToFireside.com. Uh, if you like the show, uh, comment, like, share, rate. All that stuff goes a long way, and we truly appreciate it. Everybody who's uh, shown us support, thank you so much. Uh, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast Network. That's OGPodcastNetwork.com or Fiat. Deuces. Excelsior. We didn't sing this time. You're supposed to add to it. In the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) Our fellow man. Day bow bow.